podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. Today, gorgeous weather, we are outside. My guests are Paul and Samantha Harris. Are you both Harris's or are you not, Sam? Harrison. 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 Start again, eh? Hello and welcome. <laughs> Harrison. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast, something like that. Uh, gorgeous weather today. I'm outside and speaking to Sam and Paul Harrison's. This time I managed to not... Uh, make a mess of the surnames. I do apologize for that. <laughs> I've got a really good memory, but very short. Um, so starting, how are you guys? Uh, we're very well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm very good. Thank you. Um, can you tell me how did you get involved in martial arts? What's your story? Bruce Lee, or you're a bit young for Bruce Lee, I suppose. Um, um, what what yeah. made, you, made you go, yes, karate, I'm going to go and do it? Well, we've, we've both got two completely opposing stories, um, you know, with how we got into it. Um, I, um, myself, I came through, um, I came through being a child all the way, you know, all the way through, you know, started in the mid nineties. Um, basically my, uh, my, my story went, uh, that my, um, that my mum and dad took, uh, used to take me to swimming lessons at the local leisure center. Um, I didn't, um, I, I didn't learn to swim very well at all. So they went, that's a complete waste of money, but there's karate classes there. So we'll continue taking him down. Um, and I ended, um, I ended up getting into karate that, um, that way. Um, it's what we would class now, although I don't think that that classification was around then. It was a very free care karate club. So you would stand in line for the first half an hour doing different versions of punches into thin air, maybe some movements backwards and forwards. Um, you would then do the, um, you'd then do kata, and then what he'd do is he'd pick people and he'd put them just opposite each other, bring them up one at a time, and you would spar um, in a, you know, in a, you know, in a start-stop style sort of sparring system. Um, and I, I did that for many years. Um, I, um, I went all the way up to say maybe the, the like the early two thousands. Um, I had quite a serious injury, um, and I was on crutches for just over a year. Um, and by that time I was sort of mid into being a teenager. Um, so when, I, when the conversation about going back to karate came across, I was like, yeah, but my mates are over there doing, you know, doing different stuff and I just want to go and play. Um, you know, um, I, I come from a village where, you know, there was, there's mountain biking opportunities, even just kicking the ball. All my mates were just doing stuff. So um, I didn't actually pick karate back up for maybe four or five years there was a, a gap then but um and, and by that point I was a very young adult and I, um, and I was working I, I saw an advert for GKR Karate um and I ended up getting a, a, a job with them which brought me back into the karate fold mm. um I, I then followed when uh, my uh, one of the instructors that I liked so I followed him into him starting his own club but he he went from the style there and into pure Gojiru. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I stayed at that club for, for 10 years, which then brought me to the time that we met 
um, you know, down at Paul uh, and Shell's club, um, and then into me, you know, well, into both of us starting a new club, um, you, you know, just about a year and a half ago. Uh, do you want to go run for yours? <laughs> Mine will be very short and sweet. This is how we work. Paul does all the talking, and I do like the minimal amount I can. Um, <laughs> Mine was pretty similar to I think a lot of women of my age. The kids went. I liked the look of it, so I joined in. That was pretty much how it how it happened. It, you know, there's um, <laughs> nothing exciting about my story, but I think that's very similar for a lot of women, isn't it? Um, mm. Joining in with the kids. That's it, basically. <laughs> that, can I pick up on your poll? Um, because I, I keep hearing that the JKR is not very, uh, doesn't have a really great opinion. How was working for them? Because I was considering it, there's an advert in Guildford as well, but at the time I had a full-time job, but I was thinking what would it be like to train with them and, and do stuff with them? Um, the training with them, I, it, it depends what you're looking for. Um, GKR have a motto, um, and that, that motto is karate for everyone. Mm -hmm. And they take that message and they, um, and you, you know, and, and, and they run with it. Um, so what the, the, the products and stuff that they put across is, um, you know, is that it's done in a way that anybody can join. And that's, you know, that, that's the magic that they've got. They've got, you know, people that are starting in the 70s. They've got, um, you know, they've got young kids, uh, something that'll take your interest, people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they do very much include um, everyone. Um, for me personally, it wasn't the right fit. Um, again, it, it's back to the the thing of I, I struggle with the with the style of karate that you know moves backwards and forwards in a dojo and will do that for you know for hours on end. Um, I want hands on and I want to feel what I'm doing is working, but I want everything to connect. And what I felt at GKR, um, and again, this is just per this is just personal. That the connections weren't there. The um, the kihon didn't connect to the kata. The kata didn't connect to uh, you know to the kumite, and there was no broken down self defence based sections. So um, very very good, you know, very very good club. Um, you know, a lot of people give them flack for the business, you know, for the business side because mm -hmm. they go, they knock on people's doors and they ask them if they want to join karate, and they sign them up. On, on the doorstep, door-to-door -door sales is, is effectively their promotional method. Um, they also get a lot of flack because what they, they, they promote people very, very early and put black and white belts on them and have them teaching from, from very, very early within their karate journey. They do get a lot of flack for that, but there's nothing essentially wrong with like the drills and stuff that they do. It's just got yeah. to fit what you want from your karate, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Um, so, how did you met and how did you end up in karate together? Because I'm guessing you are kind of both involved in running your club, aren't you? Yeah. Um, how, how we basically run the club is Sam does all of the work and I just throw punches around and pretend like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's not only proper. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you know, I've, 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 got, I've got to say though, j joking aside, Sam is, you know, Sam's the heart and soul of the business. She's, you know, she deals with all the messages. She signs up people. She built out, you know, she built our website. Um, you know, er, you know everything that is essentially our club. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you know, you know, Sam did, um, and I, I just then come prance in front of people and come up with some drills. Um, it's, you know, it, there, there is that, um, you know, the, um, you know, there is, there is that set. But joking aside, that works very, very well because we've both got, you know, we've got, both got separate sort of skill sets. Um, and the you know the work the work very well. 
what's brilliant about it is Sam's very passionate about gaining the skill that I do of, you know, of, of, of teaching and transferring the information across. So she'll be able to, you know, you know, go, you know, go into that side of things. Whereas I don't show as much enthusiasm as I probably should, uh, you know, about the other side of the business, if I'm honest. Mm. So uh, I usually, when I'm talking to couples, there is a, I talk with a Chris Hanson and his wife, Jenny, Jenny, Jen, Jenny, Jen. Um, and it comes up that usually there is two versions of the story how people met up. So <laughs> let's start with Sam. Sam, your version of the story, how did you meet up? <laughs> you want the nice version? Um, <laughs> well, whatever you want. PC version. I'm not, I'm not editing. Um, so. <laughs> to be honest, we, we, we trained in the same club for a few years. Never really spoke to each other or anything, did we? Um, I think I just dropped him a joking message one day on Messenger because I'd seen something he'd put on Facebook and that was it, basically. That's just where it went from there. Um, mm. You know, very romantic and all that, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's not as romantic as I was because I punched my wife first in the face and that was <laughs> love from the first punch. <laughs> the, 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 there was actually a, bit, a very similar um, thing because um, well, um, one of the things that I put up um, basically, one of um, we had somebody that used to train with us. Now every club has one of these, and what um, um, they're the club busybody. Um, you, you know, they're um, they're always around in people's business. They're not. It's not so much about the martial arts for them. It's about the people and you know and all that kind of stuff. So I put something on. I can't even to this day. I don't remember what it was. It was something joking, something you know sarcastic, and. He put on this, you know, this, you know, sort of this thing about it, and Sam messaged me to turn around and say, "Wow, he's that, he's trying to have a go at you, isn't he?" Um, and that, that's how we first got um, got started. But we we arranged basically to go on a date. Um, now, um, yeah, now the, yeah, um, this date happened to be on a Saturday, and our our class that we both trained at was on that Saturday. So we met up at the class. It turned out that when it was time to get hold of partners, we ended up getting hold of each other. So before the date even started, we'd spent an hour and a half chucking each other around and like grabbing hold of each other and like running through the drills that, that, that the sensei you know, was going through. And then, we, you know, and then we went out on a date afterwards. Well, that's the, uh, the soft, how you call it, the, the started conversation being done in a club with grabbing yeah, each other. Much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, uh, this question I ask everybody, so you can uh, uh, either say together or separately. Um, what impact martial arts had or has on your mental health? Um, I think, to be honest, um, when I first joined karate, it was like it did really help with my excitement with anxiety and depression. I have done for years. I was, until I started karate, I had like, to have like antidepressants and everything. Um, I've not had, had them since, you know, thank God. Mm -hmm. I think actually just from the karate that, that's done that. I think um, since we started running the club, though, it has sort of made it a little bit harder to have that, it, you know, to separate the two. So I think sometimes karate is our life now. So it's just, you know, we train karate, we do karate as a hobby. Um, Paul spends all his time looking at karate videos. Um, so it, it does become sometimes a bit like all-encompassing. So it's hard to sometimes separate the two, I think. Um, mm -hmm. It still helps, though, definitely. Now, um, for, for me, it's, it's the same thing that I, uh, I actually mentioned this on the uh, Karate for Mental, Mental Health uh, seminar. Um, I've, I've been very, very lucky to not suffer, um, you know, with, um, with things personally. One of the th reasons why I think that this 
happens is because of you know karate has been something that I've had since being you know you know since being very young. I've always had focuses even at the time that haven't been trained in karate. Um, and but karate gives me you know gives me a focus, so stuff can be you know weighing on me. But what I'll do is I'll work this out and I might attempt this, you know, to work out this section of, of karate. But, but it gives you focus to constantly, you know, be going forwards and progressing, you know, towards, you know, towards a common goal. Even now, I technically don't have anybody above me in terms of, um, you know, like, you know, somebody that sort of gives you progression, you know, progression in mm -hmm. martial arts. So I don't have to go, um, you know, sort of like to get to a second and did prove difficult, but um, I seeked out Paul Enfield and now I've got a focus because Paul Enfield is now going to grade me, it, it, you know, within his system. So then now in my head, I'm going, right, I've got to be doing this, this, this and this. And I think that gives you, that helps with, you know, not having those mental health issues because you've got to, you know, you've got a focus if, if that makes sense. Like the clear goal, isn't it? You, you don't, yeah. you don't get distracted and you go, go for whatever you are. By the way, good choice of uh, mentor. <laughs> well, Paul is great, um, and Michelle is great as well. So, but, but um, both amazing martial artists, and and with Gojiru, I, um, I'm not sure you can choose better. You know. Mm. Really. Uh, so, uh, being a martial couple, um, what do you think are your strengths? What are the weaknesses? Are you having uh, disputes, different views on the technique? Let's say start with the technical stuff. On the techniques, oh no, it shouldn't be like this, or should it be like that? Or Paul is the the main person <laughs> to say, no, we're doing this like this. I think because Paul's the head instructor, he usually does get the, the final sort of saying, and obviously he's, he's quite higher, you know, a bit more higher graded than I am. So it's sort of a thing of, you know, you, you bow to the higher grade in the room. Um, we do definitely have, have the occasional thing of like, well, I think we should do it like this, and I think we should do it like this. But a lot of it does come down to like um, men, men and women's things as well. You know, um, sometimes Paul can do something really easily where I'm like, well, I just don't have the, the right body type to do that. And usually we sort mm -hmm. of just go, oh, well, we'll just do it differently. You know, we'll just do, do one way, I'll do it this way, you do it that way. We can teach them both. Um, a, go a good example of this was uh, when we were still at the last club, we got our old instructor's permission to do a... Um, do a women's self-defense program, something that Sam's extremely passionate about because you, um, you, you know how it is, um, it is yourself, you know, when, when, when guys as we're teaching, we teach, you know, stand in front, get your hands up uh, and this person, you know, and, and, and we start situations from man-on-man -man violence, um, you, you know, based scenarios, um, you know, um, and that's something that happens commonly, you know, across the martial arts. But we decided to take a look at it from the kind of scenarios that, you know, of the of the man and woman violence. And that you know that changed the game, a lot. But I, I remember um, going through this with my old instructor, and I was I was like, on in this position, the position be, uh, was guard. Um, so um, you're in the a person's guard. Now, I I've, I've never really spent a lot of time learning this move, but but the um, the sweep the um, scissor sweep there's always yeah. something that's come extremely natural to me i've i've been able to do, you know i've been able to do it for a long time i've caught people i've caught high level brazilian jiu jitsu practitioners you know with that move it's just one a move that somehow works really well for me with the legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah the legs. maybe yeah. but um so when it came to then working out this program 
um, I was like, right, well, green guard has to be, it has to be scissor sweep. Scissor sweep is the easiest thing to do from this, you know, from this position because it comes natural to me. Like, yeah, and I had to, yeah. it, it took a lot. I, I must admit, it took a lot for me to then turn around and go, uh, okay, Sam, no, you, you're, you know, you're right. This move that you, you know, that you've shown me is easier for, you know, un for untrained people. And to be honest, everybody, probably, everybody. <laughs> you know, every, pretty much everybody to do. It was just because I've got big legs, and I, I reckon, and it's, you know, it's natural for me to just yeah. go jump. Um, you know, so, so although I try to, you know, as the, you know, as the chief instructor, I do try and take final say. We do bounce ideas off each other and when I, you know, you know, when we think, well, actually, you know, I'm wrong here. Sam does, you know, you know, Sam, Sam does get away. Yeah, I've got the same with my wife. It's, it's sometimes difficult for us men visualize how it would be for a woman. So it's nice to have somebody who taps you on the shoulder and say, actually, we, we would do it differently. That wouldn't work. It's not comfortable or we're just not strong enough. Um, and yeah. as well, like, you you know, I've, I've got techniques to go to, which uh, are natural for me and it works for me. But I see the across the students that they struggle. So it's sometimes it is a challenge to figure out the way. And it's nice to have that somebody you can actually not in a club uh, chat for five minutes after class, but having somebody at home, you can talk longer and, and have a proper dispute about it. So I think, I think it, it, it's great. Um, which brings me to the the female point of view. Um, why do you think it's um, that we're lacking of women in uh, martial arts being uh, head instructors or top instructors? First, oh, Paul, as well, you can answer as well. I think it's just because it's a male-dominated world. I, I think, you know, um, if, you, if you look at the heads of any um, karate organisations, it's... Um, a middle-aged man very very rarely you see anybody at the top of a karate organization that's that's a woman it's just you know it just doesn't happen does it um so i sort of think it just rolls down people see that that's what what, what the top is and you know they expect that to be the norm I, th I think as well um where where i do see a higher percentage of of women practitioners of, of the art and instructors are in the um, in the organisations that promote more sport-based, um, GKR, for example, loads of female instructors, but you'll, uh, but they are, they are that. Um, when you um, when you come to practical martial arts, uh, taking karate completely out of it, um, you know, pra uh, you know, practical martial arts in general, hands-on stuff. I don't really see many women out there. You know, you know, put put putting the put you know putting the stuff out, but I do see a lot more within the, you know, within the sport setting. Um, I think, uh, we, you know, we're very lucky um, to have come from a club which had a lot of women, you know, uh, um, adult women training at. In our club, um, although we have a small number of of adults, it is a fifty fifty base. There. Um, you know, there are just as many uh, women, uh, you know, you know, as as men. And to be perfectly honest, I'm proud of that. I, that's, the, you know, that's that's something that I, you know, that I want for the club, is you know, is that inclusion of just having as many uh, many women training as as men really. Hmm. So, what, what do you think we could do uh, to increase that uh, amount? My club is uh, uh, sixty to forty now women. Uh, it's kind of changed, but always was uh, quite a high amount of, of women training with, in my clubs, in, even in Poland. 
Um, what do you think we could do as a martial artists and organizations, you know, everybody's in different organizations and stuff like that, but how we could influence the top instructors to actually, you know, maybe promote more women instructors and... I think you've just got to get more women in at the, the sort of the grassroots level. I think that that's the problem. You just, you know, like Paul said, our previous club, that we had quite a lot of women in that club, um, but we, we had a female instructor. Um, mm. You know, in our club, we've got 50% women, but we've got somebody who's at the front of the class who's female, um, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's difficult though, because obviously to get those female instructors, you've got to have the people coming into the classes in the first place. And I do think yeah. having a large number of women in a karate class is, is pretty much unheard of, you know, um, so it, it's, it is a difficult one, isn't it? Because without the women in the classes, you can't get them to be instructors. So it's a bit of a catch-22 situation, really. Um, yeah. I just uh, been talking today to uh, my um, karate for mental health class and there's two ladies interested in karate as well that to come to uh, my regular classes and I said you know well yeah great come in because I just posted the advert trying to get the uh, girls to my club where I had three girls um, winning the competition with practical martial arts the shogun, shogun competition yeah. so I posted the picture and I just realized that uh, they all just sent me a message that they would be not back till January so at the moment I've got just blogs training and try to interest come to our female team. <laughs> and there's no female, so that's gonna be the banner, but um, <laughs> let's see how it goes. I, I think as well, um, one of the things you've got to look at is how do we, how do you get people in, in into the club? It, even if it's the even when they turn up, if the environment is you know is right for them, they enjoy the session and everything that they'll train. But a lot of it comes down to the marketing. Um, mm. How do you how do you make that marketing the advert for your club look you know look at a, a, a nice presentation that maybe an, an adult woman would want to train at um, most people in my personal opinion go down the wrong line with that they go for the fear um, you know um, the put I, are you afraid of the man trying to you know get you and they put a picture of a big man up and then sort of like a woman defending herself against the man. And it's it's trying it's almost trying to instill fear in the yeah. um, you know on on the paper and you're like I don't want to go there and pe big people that I don't know grabbing hold of me put you know rag ragging me around um, you know it's you know sort of pictures and and and, and adverts that that show inclusion uh, you know you know and, and comfortable environments sort of are the way to go to to drive people into that you know into the room. Um, once, once you get them into the um, in, into the room, there's obviously loads of different stuff um, that you can do to make, to make that environment right. But if you're not getting them walking through the door first, that almost is irrelevant. Mm. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on with this one. Uh, I had to, I changed, but as you know, I'm looking for a ways to advertise my club now, and I realized as well that um, the things which are really uh, interesting for us martial artists are completely not interesting to people who never had done martial arts uh, and and that 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 culture of fear you know defend yourself it's all dangerous out there you have to do hard martial arts it, it's not working so so i started to do more positive stuff but as well i had to chat with myself and what i really want to do and uh, i want to focus on the mental health aspect so so that doesn't work with the uh, image of people punching the in the faces more like smiling faces um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I think um, one of the things that I sort of noticed more than anything when I first started karate was um, if I got partnered with a man, it was almost like they were annoyed that they had to partner me. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like almost like, oh, 
I'm not going to learn anything today, am I? Because I can easily throw her on floor, sort of thing. So I think sort of encouraging the the men in the in the um, the dojo to sort of you know no sorry that the women are just as you know important as you in this place, and probably most of them can put you on floor anyway. Um, yeah, which yeah. is good, you know. We do that a lot. Me putting other people on the floor just to sometimes give them a bit of a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree, and I I really hate that when when men do that. But we've got the uh, Raquel in our club, which she's quite short, but I call her a pit bull because when she drops, <laughs> she destroys you. So uh, I usually put her put her against men, and they kind of wake up on the floor being pummeled and, and <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> so, so I think we need more women like that. Uh, you know, all women different sizes. Sensor Michelle um, is a is is a great uh, example of that. Um, when um, when when we did the se uh, the seminar in uh, in Birmingham the fir the first time that um, that I'd met, met them um, there was you know there was almost a who's who of the UK's practical martial arts scene mm -hmm. within that room and I almost sort of it looks almost to me like like Sensor Michelle was just going around and and sort of when they said you know when they said stuff sometimes that they'd, they'd happily listen to Sensei Paul and then they wouldn't always listen to Sensei Michelle and then she'd go bang and she'd do the move mm -hmm. on them she'd generate that much force that they were flying over the you know to mm -hmm. the other side of the room and then they were going oh yeah that works doesn't it so <laughs> I think as um you know as a woman within the martial arts scene especially say if you're at the front you're leading you're doing so you almost have you're, it's almost like a constant journey to prove yourself that you are you know that you can do what you're you know that what you're saying even more than than when the guys are, are saying it um mm -hmm. And, and, and like I say, you know, every, by, by the end of the day in Birmingham, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you would agree. Everyone was, you know, had a high level respect for Sensei Michelle because she was just throwing people um, around for fun using the moves that she, you know, was saying worked. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I think that's as well for the smaller guys. Um, not saying that the women not have it more challenge, but you know, I'm a tiny bloke, and I've got the similar reactions that you know, I feel I'm not gonna show people. They don't believe it's gonna work, but. No, something to work work for it. All right, moving on. I have a next question from a women's point of view, a family point of view. Um, how did the children change your approach to martial arts and stuff? I know mine changed drastically, having two little ones running around. I can't do what I was doing and how much I was doing. Um, what did you have to sacrifice? What's better? What's worse? I think to be honest, because um, because when I started karate, my older kids were all much older anyway. It wasn't too much of a difference anyway. But um, when when we opened our club, um, I was actually um, a month away from giving birth to Merida, um, so that was that was pretty um, a pretty crazy time. And to be honest, for the first year, I didn't train very much at all because um, obviously Paul was doing all the teaching. I was looking after the baby, but she pretty much had to follow us around for two for nearly two years just. Um, coming to all the classes and things with us so it's um it has been a bit of a crazy time finally getting back to training a bit now but it's um i've definitely had to sacrifice a lot of training stuff but it's for the the business and the you know for us to, to make money as well which is always helpful <laughs> if if i'm completely honest with you from my side of things uh, because sam has taken that you know that sort of sacrifice and i, I run the business i've managed i've managed to keep a good level of training um, you, you know, a good level of training myself, and obviously then I'm front of house teaching during the um, during the club sessions anyway. 
um, we're lucky to have the ability to um, to have verbicide. It doesn't happen all the time, but it means that we can get down to seminars and, and, and events and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, it, maybe not as frequently, you know, as frequently as we used to do. You know, within six months of going out, we went to Hungary and trained, um, you know, and trained for a week. Um, you know, over there, we would not be able to do that now, but mm. it's not, you know, it's, it's not really a huge problem. We can still go down to, you know, um, like I say, like seminars, you know, we... Well, not at the moment, unfortunately. Well, obviously, yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, uh, but like I say, the Abernethy seminars, for example, we can usually get a babysitter for five or six hours, so we can do the four-hour mm. seminar and the travel, you know, that's, that sort of come around it. So, you know, we are quite lucky in that aspect. Uh, I know if, uh, I've got quite a few friends who aren't in the martial arts, but they can't get that amount of time, mm. you, you know, for, ch for for childcare for whatever it is that they want to do. So, so we can we are we are blessed with that. Mm. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, I kind of know. I think I know the answer to that question, but I'm going to ask anyway because you said you don't. You just um, put yourself under uh, Paul's guidance. So are you a traditional guy in your teaching methodology or are you a, a modernist? So you're looking for the best possible outcome or you're sticking to, because it's traditional, I'm doing like that and I will not budge to change it. Um, realistically, my thoughts around this sort of center, um, I'm kind of both and I'm neither. Um, I want the kata done in an, you know, in an exact old school way to, you know, uh, to pay tradition, you know, to pay respect to the traditions and the people that have come before. What I then choose to do with my two-person interpretations of that is completely, in my opinion, up to me and and fit for the environment that I put it in. Whether whether I'm looking at a video um, and it's of a um, you know, or it's a, a boxer and he does something that I think I really like that, but I see that from you, you know, fr from Gekazai. Yeah, and then you know I don't particularly care if that was the original interpretation, um, you know, thought about. It's how I see the movement, um, you know, and and I'm starting to see movements um, in many many different ways. One of the things that I choose to do is um, I've I've given the gojuru that I um, that I study and that I teach um, the context of self defence. Um, again, coming from the GKR backgrounds um, that I started with where everything was like, oh, well, we'll just do this, and, but then we do this, then we do this. It never all fit into a nice package for me. Mm. Now, um, so I give self-defense the, um, the idea behind it all. My, my reasoning behind that is because what I feel that that is, one, in a way, its original use. But I also am hit and miss with, with, with that. I also think fighting had a good lot to do with it. Uh, and I think the two are different. I put self-defense there because if I'm completely honest with you, I live in Bradford in 2020. My karate, if I was ever to need to use it, would have to deal with that environment. Mm. Um, it doesn't deal with 1800s, 1900s, wow. Okinawa. Um, I remember you put a post on a, a long time ago turning around and saying that your karate isn't Japanese, it isn't Okinawa, and it's Polish. Um, mm. You know, it's Polish karate. It was when it was taught to you, it was fit for the purpose that you needed it for. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's the thing. So to give it context, I use the self-defense the, the def uh, self base. But 
even then I break it down to what self-defense scenarios are more, most likely to happen to me. Um, I'm talking about sort of like pub environment type stuff. You know, I used to spend a lot of time, you know, in pubs. I still, um, you know, when the coronavirus isn't around, I'd, I, I would still meet up with my friends there even now. We'd get a babysitter and go across. Most likely if the situation was going to kick off, that would be the environment. So I then cater to it. So then I talk, I use the fence a lot. Most of my drills revolve around the fence and I come into the cater from that, you know, from that side of things. But everything has to make sense. When we spar, we don't, you know, come back and there it's there and then we're in and we're grabbing hold and we're clinching and that kind of thing. So I would say that I try to keep the tradition, but I'm not shackled by it really. I, th I think is about the about the best way to uh, you know to put that try best of both worlds i like to sit on a fence <laughs> that, that's what it is um so uh i had a question but you just ran away so i'm gonna ask a different one um <laughs> you are a goju guy ah i know what i'm gonna ask uh, so both of you uh being goju or goju people uh which one are your favorite kata and why um i i have two um, for performance-wise, Seipai. Um, I enjoy the feeling when I do it. I enjoy the movements between. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy the practice of that kata. If I was to talk about self-defense and self-defense principle, Gekazai. I feel like if I ever got in bother, I'd never get off the Gekazai system. <laughs> um, it would, you know, every, everything that I do, all the little drills and stuff that I like, um, all revolve around that um and with with the system i think most gojiru people will say the same if you are a gojiru instructor you are going to spend most of your life teaching gekazai because you know that's you know and you know with yourself whatever the first katas are within your system it'll be the same thing it's it's always those first few that you are that you go back to over and over and over again as new people come in and people leave so, um, so it's the Gekazai system, you, you, you know, for that. I class Gekazai itch and knee as the same kata, just with variants. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but um, for that reason, it, it's also performance seipai, self-defense Gekazai. Sam? <laughs> um, I, I don't even really know if I have a favorite kata. I think, to be honest, um, my favorite kata is usually the one that I have to train at the moment because it's my grade kata. So it'll be with uh, Shisoshi. Um, yeah. I, I do like the Bunkai from it though. Paul, Paul Bunkai is um, probably slightly different to the, most of the ones that are out there, isn't it? So, um, and this sort of has come up with that for me, <laughs> for our club, because um, I'm the only one who's doing that cutter at the moment. So, um, how, yeah, how, very how, that. how dare you, Paul, changing the cutter? <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm, just, I'm just one of those heathens, Les, that's what it is. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on tension? Just for breathing? Uh, um, honestly, um, my um, my thing with tension is it's it's very weird. In um, in my old instructor system, tension was the last cutter of the system, so I wouldn't have even started to learn it until I was a fourth dan. Um, I'm, I'm a first dad now and I would be in line with that if I was still training um, training with him. So when I've 
when I've come um, away from that, and I've started to talk to people, most people say that potential should start to get learned once you're starting to do open-handed um, kata. Um, with, with that now, um, I've, I've learned tensure and it's extremely important in my opinion for a, f for a few different reasons. Um, the training, uh, you know, the hand development for, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, for a start, putting your hands in all of these positions that, the, you, you, know, you know, that there would be through your katas. It's um, certainly an internal training system in, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, you're, you're working on yourself, you're working on all the connections and the engagements and making sure that your body's in line. So that when you put yourself in the similar positions, which you'll find, you'll find all those positions within the Gojiru Kata, um, you know, that the power, you know, the power is there and you can use it as you, you know, as you need to. Um, I don't personally use it, uh, I don't personally use um, Kata for meditation just because my head struggles with with being able to do that um everything in my head goes right jam that into there grab hold of this pull on this hit hit like this um that's just where i am in my martial arts journey at the moment um so when i use things i'm always trying to relate this well this here is me is my gekazai knee we've got mm. it coming down here which is the opposite side of it I've got coming up from you know uh, you know from the uh, from the other cats the Sanseru. Um, that that's how I'd look at at Tensho, a, a training system for the for the open handed stuff. Uh, but Chojun Miyagi was a clearly a genius coming up with that. It's a it's a brilliant cutter and it's it's extremely important. Anybody who's not training it, uh, um, in my opinion, is is missing you know missing so much good stuff that they can get gain from it. Mm. So now the, the controversial question to both of you, as you are Goju guys, everything is Naihanchi. <laughs> now, what, what's this Naihanchi you speak of? Never heard of it. Um, if, I'm, if I'm completely honest with you, um, Naihanchi, I think is a, it's a great kata. I hate it in terms of performance. I don't enjoy going through and doing it. Um, Every time that somebody, no matter who it is, um, yourself, you, you know, you've been nice enough to show some, you, you know, your Nihanchi stuff. Mark, uh, Mark Bonner, one of my instructors, uses it as his, uh, as his base cutter. I've done the Ian Abernethy seminar on that multiple times. And every time that I've done something with it, I go, this cat is really important. This is brilliant. It's just grab, trap a limb and start smashing. Mm. Love it. Um, and if you go by myth and all this kind of stuff, Chojun Miyagi create, you know, created Cypher um, through, uh, you know, to, um, as an answer to Naihanshi because when he turned around and told everyone that he wanted to put Naihanshi in, they went, oh, that's the other karate. <laughs> um, for me, um, I, I love the two-person drills for it. Um, I think it's, Naihanshi is extremely important. Again, it's not part of my core system, but yet I find myself doing drills out of it a lot. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's just as important as Tensho or Sanchin, you know, to, to your training, absolutely. Sam, have you been doing it? Um, I've not, I, I do like the, um, the two-person drill that Ian Abernethy does for it. Um, I've definitely caught Paul a couple of times with that one when we did it, we got a bit overexcited. Um, a couple of elbows to the I, face and stuff. I was sore for days is, after it that. It is drill. a very good, <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of the stuff we do is trap, trap limb and, and hit anyway, so it is, you know, it's pretty much 
bread and butter for us. So, you know, same as Paula, I'm not a big fan of just the cast as it stands. You see, I, I was the same. I, for years, I've, we, I've been introduced to that kata when I was 17, so donkeys years ago, and did nothing for me. I refused to learn it. And recently, what, three years ago, I kind of thought, ah, everybody talks about it. I have a look. And I fell in love with it. I think yeah. it's, um, because my background is a bit of a goji as well, so kyokushin, so lots of uh, goji katas. I think it's a really great fit with uh, Sanchin and Tensho. It's like yeah. a miss missing link to, yeah. to, to it. So I, I suppose if we collect all those three katas together, it would be a nice core system for everybody. Um, but, you know. Everybody each to their own, you know, we all got the preferences. It's still for me, the first kata to go is uh, Tensho. That's my favorite and I probably stay with it for forever. Um, um, I was gonna ask, um, something, some to say more. Um, <laughs> this is what we do, this is how, you know, even when we're sort of put the front of the class, Paul does all the talking, they're just like, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> ask her thoughts on women's self-defense. That's a great question for her. <laughs> oh, actually, that, that's what I was going to ask about. Um, are you planning to have uh, just female classes run by some, by female? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I always think in terms of like um, female classes and I know quite a few women instructors who run like female only classes and they do really well so there must be an element of you know people wanting them um but I do also sort of think um if a woman's going to get you know need to use that right and obviously we use ours for self-defense that they're going to have to come up against a man at some point so I, I do sort of um you know I would happily do that if people would join but I would want to push them into the main club as soon as possible because I think they need to get that thing of having somebody who's bigger and stronger than them you know to, to work against because um, when I first started at, um, at the club me and Paul trained at originally I ended up training with a lot of women the first time I got hold of Paul and I tried to put him on the fly we're like what are you doing You're not putting me on fly what are you doing you know <laughs> it was just it was just literally that and he wasn't being it wasn't being mean because you know I, he won't let me do it unless I'd actually put him on the floor but because I haven't trained with many men I just wasn't used to it. So I think you need that thing of, you know, um, plus I think women are a little bit nicer to each other as well. I do sometimes think there is a little element of, oh, we'll just, you know, fall on floor, it's fine. Um, you know, there, there, um, there was a lot of, um, in that environment, sort of pretty karate going on. So like when somebody touched the back of somebody's leg, they would fall over. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously something that, that, that you know, that, that we all know is not, not great training. Um, but you know it, that was something that we needed to get uh, to get those you know out of and i wasn't i wasn't trying to be you know it, you know thinking to if it's a sam but she wasn't putting me down then yeah. um you know i was just and i wasn't stood you know in like a rooted position i was just like not not going yet yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put you on the floor now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I think i think that the you know for uh, women's self-defense i think that uh men are lacking that point of view and insight of female's brain we can talk about it but you never know for sure what you imagine is right so so for me if if i would like my wife to although she's martial artist as well but um if my wife never done the martial arts i would like to send her to the class run by the woman but with the introduction of the men dummies 
So yeah. you could use Paul once a month bringing everybody test on him. Well, the, th the thing is as well, we, we live in Bradford. Um, it's a heavily populated Asian community. Um, and with that, I've come across before um, parents that have bought their kids to class they, and, and, and they've said that they want to train, but they can only train, um, you, know, by, um, you know, by the basis that their religion allow, uh, allows them to, uh, with a woman. Um, so they would never go, in, they would never go into, you know, into, into normal classes. But mm. that means that because those options aren't available for them, they're not getting training that they want or need. Um, so there has to be provisions in place at some point, um, you know, maybe from us, maybe from, you know, you know, other clubs. But I think other clubs need to take notice that that is something that exists in the, you know, in, you know, in the, you know, the country that, that we live in, that should mm. be taken care of. They should have that opportunity to train um, and they should have that, that ability to. But the fact of the matter is, I can't go in and teach those classes um, and I can't even come in and, and be that, that body. Um, you know, but they, they should have those options available to them. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, that's that, 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 you know, the demographics in place where you live, it's really, really impacting uh, what your club going to be about, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if I'm completely honest with you, how I come about the, um, the karate, and I told you about those pub-based, you know, that pub-based system, are from, you know, stuff that I've seen when I've been out, um, out and about, problems that I've seen actually kick off and you know, you know, violence that has been perpetrated during, you know, during those scenarios. Um, I will be completely open and honest with everyone that I've not been part of those stuff that was happening, but I've been around it a lot. It's the kind of area that we live in. It happens. Um, and, you know, you can be just sat having a chat with your friend at one minute, and next thing you know, these two guys are just going at it by the side, you know, you know, by the side of you. Um, so. Going back, going back to the point that we mentioned earlier about the, um, you know, about it being fit for purpose, it has to be fit for what, you know, for where we, where you live, you, you know, what happens around those environments and and the world and how it changes because it changes a lot, you know. Um, Jeff Thompson, uh, for example, he talks a lot about um, going onto the common and having a square go, as he puts it. That means going into the park and have, uh, you know, you know, and having a fight. You, you, two people have had a disagreement. They go right. We'll meet up at three o'clock in the park, and we'll go for it. That's never happened as long as I've been alive, but it happened before that. Yeah. You know, that, those those were situations that happened. Um, my one of my best friends' dad used to be a bit of a scrapper around the local town. He talks about all the time that when they used to, you know, get drunk, they'd end up having a fight outside of a pub, and they'd. The loser, uh, sorry, the winner would pick the loser back up, grab him, put him round, carry him back into the pub, and buy him a drink. I have never seen that environment, you know, that that happen. You know, what what I have seen happen is situations very similar where somebody's beating a guy in a fight, and he's and the, and the guy that was on the floor has come back thirty minutes later with a knife. Mm. Um, you know, that was something that I saw down, you know, down in my local town. So they. You know, situations in the world changes. Your career has got to be adaptable to yeah. that. You know, um, for Sam, if we're talking about women's self-defence, um, what are we actually talking about? Are we talking about in home? Are we talking about is she out and about and grabbing hold of her and I'm trying to drag her away somewhere? What's you know what what does it be? And does the Gojiru system have the app for that? If it doesn't, what can I find from elsewhere that will give the app for that? Mm. Um, 
that that's very much you know what we're about really well that's that's excellent yeah i've been part of that in poland when i was living it was as well that you know even if the fight broke out nobody would hit women um you've been elderly you had the respect uh, it was one 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 nobody would get involved and and i heard i hear that it's all changing as well now so there's a lot of um silliness going on but you know like you said we have to adapt and uh, and look look for that changes in uh, reports and 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 you know that's why i think the um uh combat group is is great at providing those informations i think you're yeah. part of the or, or the combat group as well yeah. aren't you? It, um in in abenefi is um you know what he's accomplishing with his reach within martial arts not just the pure training the pure in-person training but everything that he's throwing out there is just is just great you know when he's finding you know when he's finding the crime statistics and posting them up so we who struggle to find stuff like that are just able to go oh that's brilliant click yeah. um you know having that technology base um and people like that like-minded martial arts that you know that we can contact very very simple simply and easy it's, it's an invaluable resource it's it's you know it's amazing that we can do that mm. um what are your future plans for your club where would you like to take it in let's say two three years for now really is is just is build is just just build the club uh, like i said the the club had been going a year and a half when the coronavirus had hit we've you know we've lost in between half and 75 percent of our members i was doing after school clubs as well which i'm now no longer doing so at the, at the moment the the business has gone back quite you know quite a few steps what i would like to do is build and just put bums on seats from there all all other plans you know they start they start to come into it um i'd like to have a good club that does stuff um, you know, that we go to events, we go to, say, for example, the Karate for Mental Health Seminar. At the moment, it's just me and Sam. I would love to turn around and say, right, adult class, this event is coming on. Here's the, here's the leaflet. Get yourselves booked on. We go down as a club. Um, you know, we, we, we have a social element to that. Um, you know, we go, you know, we, we maybe take trips to, you know, to places, different, you know, different things and have a, have a, social environment as well as a um you know as just as just a training hall really personal goals what would you like to achieve in two years sam um i'd like to get my next grade um to be honest because it's been a long 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 time um <laughs> it just it as literally i was meant to actually grade just before the coronavirus i think it was it two weeks after unfortunately um, just with how things have happened sam's grading has been um, a nightmare. She um, she got um, she got her last grading at the old club. Then, um, um, well, being at that club was when she um, when when we got pregnant with Merida, um, and um, so with that that put um, that put that grading off. During the um, during the time she was pregnant, we then changed and went to the new, you know, into the new club. Then, obviously, you don't just get back as good as you were. You have, you know, you have to train, but putting the training in place for Sam has been difficult because we were building a business. We've got a baby, um, you know, we've got three old, you know, three older kids, and we're bouncing here, there, and everywhere. And, and putting the training in place has just been, just been difficult. Um, but we finally sort of got back to, 
you know, getting that in the right in the right place. I'd booked a date. With, um, I'd actually got Mark Bonner to. Um, um, he was good. Um, he was going to. And he still is. He's just going to uh, sit as a representative because obviously, yes, Sam is my student, but I don't want to be the you, you know the um, the guy just hands her it because she's my uh, life. No, I was, definitely wouldn't happen. No. Your hard running. Oh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna severely earn it, but. Um, <laughs> But it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a case of I want somebody else there just, just to make, you know, you know, just to give it that. Um, but then when it comes back to, you know, the end of the coronavirus, whenever that might be, then we've got to put the training back in on the mat. And it's again, so it's, it's been three or four years since Sam's, um, um, and, and Sam's at a red belt, which for us is fourth Q. She's going for third Q brown belt. Mm. Um, you know, and it's been three or four years. Um, she should have really, realistically, been pushing for first queue now. If and yeah. if she was at the old club, she would, you know, and, and got a smooth set of training. She would have been. Yeah, sure. I've got, I've got the same on on running a club. I, I don't. I I do grade my students up to uh, round belt, and then after that, it have to be uh, somebody else from some other systems and stuff to have a look. Just if I'm not biased towards my students you know because uh, you know you, you you do things and you think they are great and, and under pressure and under teachers it, it looks different yeah. um uh what would you like to see changing in martial arts as uh, per coronavirus uh, going away are we gonna stay with zoom or are we gonna have people rushing back into the clubs what's your thoughts about it well for me realistically um zoom's proven a great resource and it's a resource that are by, by that i mean any any video sharing mm. thing like like this because um it's they've proven a great resource and i think they'll stick around uh, i think there's going to be clubs that almost model a business on mm. on this try to you know and, and try to reach you know, worldwide audience. Um, I personally um, would like to get my club back back to full time training, where we're getting hands on. There is no real way to fake hands on. You know, hands on training. You can't get the energy and you know that kind of thing. Um, one of the things that I think is brilliant though is instructor to instructor training. Mm. Um, for, for example, you know. Paul Enfield, California, me, Bradford, he can, you know, he can take a few videos of me performing cats from, from different angles and he can give me a half an hour um, lesson and that enhances, you know, what I, what I do and it enhances it massively. There is a huge, huge um, need, I think, for that because what happens is that most people um, they get to a certain level, they maybe run a club um, like I do, and they just stop training. Um, you know, and and I, I think this could be the resource that helps stop that, or not stop that, but at least, you know, at least aid, aid towards it, giving people, you know, giving people the opportunity. But as well, for example, you know, you live down, down the south of the country, we, we live uh, in the nor north, and... Um, you know, if there's certain stuff that you do that I don't know how to do, I, you, you know, I can get in contact with you and I can learn that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that, 
aids as an instructor my art there was something that i couldn't do before but now i've got an idea about it um and that's that's where i think zoom really really lies in the future is the ability to you know is for instructors to do that uh, whether they will or not is you know is, is a different matter i think in terms of just pure classes i think they will exist and they'll exist quite a lot but i I'm skeptical as to the high level that you can get from that without a base mm. in getting older with each other, if I'm honest. Okay, promotion time. Tell us about your club, where people can find you, when can they join you? Okay, well, um, uh, yeah, well, we're up in um, um, Bradford. We, um, you know, we, we train a couple of nights a week and it's uh, jtma.uk. Facebook, we are, face we are, we are Facebooking, aren't you? Yeah, yeah Facebook yeah. is JT Martial Arts. JT Martial Arts. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you guys. Thank you for your conversation. Thank you. Yep, thank you, Les. It's been great fun.